in-depth conversations, matchup breakdowns, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Fourth Down in the Steel City, Steelers-Panthers on Sunday. And we've talked about this before, Colin. He's Colin Dunlap. I'm Adam Crowley. When the Steelers play, you get excited. It's a Steeler game. It's a Steeler Sunday. There's only so many a year. There's 365 days in a year. You get 17 Steelers games, maybe a few playoff games. Lately, just one or no playoff games. And then you get your fill of preseason games. So when the Steelers play, it's better than when they don't play, I think. However. Well, that's brilliant stuff by you. Well, I'll tell you, though, Colin. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm testing. They're testing that theory this Sunday. Kenny Pickett listed as doubtful. I can't bring myself to give two shits about this football game. Like I can, and I'll tell you why. Please do it. Right please now. do it. Tell me. Give me something. I believe because of that, because of the doubtful nature of Kenny Pickett in his whole being, uh, not for living, but just for playing football, that this doubtful nature has spawned something that I want to run a test by you because. I'm in the dark on this. I don't know. And I mean this. Mike Tomlin just moments ago uttered the phrase about why he did not and has not made a final determination on the quarterbacks right now. There's just no need to land the plane until it's required to land the plane. Here's where my interest comes in. I don't give one hell about this football game. What I do want to know is this. 16 years on into this man's career here in Pittsburgh, has he just debuted a new Tomlinism? I don't know if I've heard this one before. It's funny you say that because the second you mentioned Tomlin's comments, I sort of thought that that was where you might be going. Because when he said that, it it hit me in the face too. Not going to land the plane until it's required to land the plane. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what the hell that means. I really. I understand what he's trying to say, but of course you're not going to land the plane before you're required to land the plane. I mean, here's here's what I know about this Sunday. Who's the pilot? Well, we don't know, right? It's either Trubisky or Rudolph. We know Rudolph can guide a sleigh, but maybe not so much a a plane. Uh, if you haven't decided that it's Mitch Trubisky yet. It's going to be Mason Rudolph. Mitch Trubisky was your starting quarterback to begin the year. He's been the guy to get the helmet in all the games. If it ain't him, if they haven't announced it's him, it's going to be Mason Rudolph. That's my thought. You're asking me a question? Well, you could have said whether you agreed or disagreed. What if they use more than one quarterback? They might. I mean, it might. It could be Mitch Trubisky who starts, and then Mason Rudolph comes in after Mitch sucks or if Mitch gets hurt. I don't know why you'd use two in a game. Uh, it doesn't seem very Tomlin-esque to me. Yeah, uh, I'm just reaching here. I just – you're right, though. If Do you if, give a, do you care, like, who starts? Do you care? Like, I have a hard time – I've gone back and forth. Yeah. I do care for sake of – optics is the wrong word. For sake of – and it's not doing the right thing either. Um, I care for sake of playing who I think is the better player. Yeah. And I can't get to a place in my life, my football watching life, my decision making life, where the guy who 
has lost now and isn't very good and just was the guy who threw three picks to the other team that and you don't throw picks to your own team so he just threw three picks and that isn't really the nailed down incumbent and your team sucks and you're five and eight I can't get to a place where that guy gets the job next week where he just carries on so it's not you know I just I can't I just can't get there where he keeps his job for another week. No. So it, it does matter to me if from a do the right thing situation. Why do you have a backup if you can't turn to him? I get that. I also look at, like, for instance, Najee Harris, who was sucked at other times this year, and he didn't get benched. You know what I mean? So you go from Mitch Trubisky, who doesn't play a, well. He also has a future beyond this year for sure. Yeah, that part's true, um, but in, in that regard, like Mason Rudolph doesn't. So why pl- why put him out there? He's not under contract next season. No, it's a very good point, but I think that you can treat the two who don't equal. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I just I look I look at the guy. I I look at it in an ass backward way. I guess what has Mitch Trubisky done? No, that's fair. To prove that he should get another start. No, that's fair. I mean, that's where I am with it. But I mean, I'm going to watch the game and not enjoy the game exactly the same either way, I think. I, I For me, now that they're eliminated from the playoffs, even though they're not technically eliminated from the playoffs, the only thing that I was really watching for the rest of the year is to see how Kenny Pickett develops. And I guess there are smaller things, George Pickens, how he develops things of that nature, but if Kenny Pickett ain't out there and you're five and eight, like I wrap my head around it, I sort of signed up for if this team's not good, at least they've got the guy that they think is their franchise quarterback, and we can watch him grow. Right, like a, a, a pirate's mindset. But without Kenny Pickett, it's going to be a chore. I can do a pregame show on about this thing on Sunday, Colin, and I'm really selling it, selling it right now to the people. Like- if, yeah. If you weren't if you weren't enticed to watch it before or listen to it before, you're enticed to listen to it now after that thrilling uh, preview and tease to that, right? Uh, hopefully, you're paid by the uh, by the fewest listeners because I think you might come home with that one. Uh, yes. But anyhow, that being said, I, I'm in, I think there's a lot of storylines. I think there's a storyline. I think one storyline that's been missed all week is will Mike Tomlin quit on this team? Will he quit coaching with the fervor that he generally does? Will he coach with that same enthusiasm? When does he throw up his hands and say, hey, screw it? I don't think that he will. I don't think he's cut that way. But if he did, it wouldn't be until he knows that he's going to have a losing season. Like, I would imagine that that matters to him. He's a very prideful man. He is filled with hubris. I would have to think that never having a losing season matters to him. I know it matters to a couple of his guys, but – once that's lost, let's say they lose on Sunday. I know I'd have a tougher time showing up for work just being a human being if I were right. Mike Tomlin's shoes. What he he that's a great question, Colin, because he has never been in this position. Correct. Save for one game in his career. One game have they gone into where they've been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. And I think it was twenty thirteen against mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns and Plexico Burris caught a touchdown. That's it. That's the only time he's ever not been in it. Right. He's, this is foreign territory. Does How does he coach? Does he coach to try to make people better? Does he coach? All right. Like case in point, if they're down, like, does it affect the way that he 
does he onside kick? Like in different mm-hmm. situations that he wouldn't. Does he take the points? Does he kick field goals? Does he go for it on fourth down? Does he coach for something more than development? Does he coach to win that football game at all costs? You know, is George Pickens on the field if they're down nine with three minutes or with a, a minute and a half left and it's two scores? Is Pickens out there or not? Is he running the same stuff he normally would? Does he kind of fold up 10? I, it's all. There's a lot to watch out for in terms of how much he still wants it. I think. Yeah, that's interesting, and I just my prediction on that would be: I think he's going to coach the way he always coaches. He's just going to keep his head down. He's going to act as if that game is the only important thing, and then the next one he's going to do the same thing, and the next one he's going to do the same thing. I I don't know that he shouldn't. At least in this one, until he's clean, until the team is not in the playoffs, mathematically eliminated, I think he should do whatever he can to give his team the best chance to win in his mind. And while I'd like to see him try new things, I don't know that he's cut like that. I don't know that that's what Mike Tomlin's going to do. But it is fascinating. I mean, when you think about it, that he's never been in this position. He had never been in the quarterback position that he was to begin the year. Now he's ending the season in a position that he's never been in. And I think we're seeing from Mike Tomlin that the uncomfortable positions left a lot to be desired. Well, yeah, they've left a lot to be desired. He's You don't think when you're 16 years into this that you're going to be faced with different variables that you haven't faced with. Generally, one of the main cells of uh, somebody that's a veteran in any field, if it's our field, if it's coaching, if it's somebody that's a roofer is we've got a lot of experience and we've seen practically everything that you can see. Well, Mike Tomlin, I think it's proven this year is he's dealing with some situations and some variables that he had no experience with. And the fact that he doesn't have a veteran staff, especially on the offensive side of the football, never helped him through this quarterback situation. Yep. And I am not interested in watching the game on Sunday. I know. I, I, uh, yep. Right. Exactly. So listen to the rest of our podcast. It's going to be great. I've got this nihilistic attitude now with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. I. We talked about it today in the morning show. I mean, Rudolph Trubisky. I. I can't. I'm. I'm trying to fake it. I can't fake it. I can't do it. That's why I'm happy you came up with the Tomlin thing. Coming up next. This one might be hot. It's a question. That I ask of Colin Dunlap, mm-hmm. fourth down Let's in the go. Steel City. In-depth conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City with your hosts Adam Crawley and Colin Dunlap. Colin, in the off season. Should the Steelers shop TJ Watt? Um, yeah, everybody. They should shop absolutely everybody. That's where I am. I I think when I look at this roster, I I really don't know where they're good, Colin. They they have pieces, right? Mickey yes. Fitzpatrick is good. But he might be their only good player in the secondary. Cam Sutton probably fits there, but in a lesser category. I look at inside backers. They don't have a single good one. 
I look at outside linebackers. I think Alex Highsmith's good. I don't think he's great. I don't know that he'll ever be great. And you've got Watt, so you're better there. But your defensive line's Cam Hayward and a bunch of schlubs uh, and, and elderly folk, right? Like, I think Larry Ogunjobi's been okay, but he's also old. So, Are you thinking of, like, a Vaughn Miller-type trade? Yeah, I mean, I'd like a couple first-round picks for a guy that when he's healthy, the last time he was healthy, he was defensive player of the year, and he's setting a, or tying a record. And the reason I want to do it is because this roster, I think, was taped over by Ben Roethlisberger the last two years. I think they thought they were closer to contention this year because Ben was able to lead them to fourth-quarter victories last year. They thought they did it with defense. They really did it with that guy being a magician in the fourth quarter, and they thought their roster was better, and it's just not good. And so I want to stack picks, and that might sound stupid to get rid of a player who's not especially old in T.J. Watt, though he's not as young as people might think, right? Like, he's he's 28 years old. I I would absolutely shop him because I'm right. trying to gain as much talent as I can to facilitate a quick rebuild. Okay, great. Now, I just am going to play the other side of the coin. I would, too. Now, let's go ahead and throw water all over our own theories. All that stuff that you just outlined – why would a general manager somewhere else, knowing all those same things that you just told me, give up draft currency in order to get maybe a couple years out of somebody? Uh, are there teams that you look at that are just a little bit away that have that draft capital in which to uh, kind of give away? I mean, Miami maybe comes to mind. I don't know. Or I don't even know what Miami's draft selection uh, situation is. I don't know how many picks they have left considering uh, what just happened with moves that they made. Um, but that being said, if if you just explained how TJ Watt to some degree is damaged goods, why would he? Why would you think he would fetch what you want to fetch? Well, I think it just depends on who feels like they're a pass rusher away. It's what I've always said about drafting a running back in the first round. I wouldn't do it, but if I thought my team was a running back away from winning a Super Bowl, hell, damn right I'd do it. So I think if you feel like you're a pass rusher away and a proven one, and not trying to guess then you do it, and you go all in for a ring. And we saw the Los Angeles Rams do it. They traded their way to a championship, and they bought him out because of it, but they said it was worth the risk. So that's where I would come down. And if no one's willing to give me multiple first-round picks for T.J. Watt, then of course I'm not doing it. But if they do, I'm absolutely at the very – I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You, I would try this, to – I would – everyone – I'd be wide open for business. Is the best way to put it. Wide freaking yep. open for business. Cam Hayward. Yes. And it Ogun comes Joby, down. Everybody. Anybody. Minka. Yeah, every single person. Quarterback included. And here, here's my thing. And it's what Doug Whaley has said on the show on Wednesdays with Whaley on the fan morning show before. Are you trying to be competitive every year? Or are you trying to build to a championship? Because the next time that you are a championship contender without accruing a whole bunch of first-round picks, is T.J. Watt going to be part of that team? Are they anywhere near that? Like, I don't doubt that the Steelers, if they make the right moves, could be a fringe playoff team next season. But that's a far cry from being a championship contender. And I do think tanking, I'm not so sure, but... The capital that you have on your team in the form of good players, turn them into draft capital, 
and make it happen that way. Because I don't care. I don't care if next year they're just okay and make the playoffs. And the year after that, maybe they're a little bit better. Like I'm not looking for baby steps here. I'm looking for if you have to tear it down to then build it back up quickly. I'm kind of on board with that. Yeah, although like teardowns in the NFL are tough, but I would see if I could fetch traffic. Yes, you asked that question. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, he's a game changer. He's a game wrecker. He's not healthy right now, so he hasn't been changing or wrecking games. But I would take my chances that I could do something with those picks. Yes. And Andy Weidel is a pick accruer. That's his thing. Um, if if you could hold on to TJ Watt and you could get a first-round pick or even a second-round pick for Cam Hayward, I would do that even. I mean, I would take a second-round pick All for right. Hayward. All right. I, I, I want to interject here, though. Yeah. This is why you bring up something new, something newfangled, and the Steelers have been doing something newfangled, right? Like the Minka trade and drafting a running back in the first round and uh, trading up to get um, Devin Bush and different things. So they've been stepping out of the Steeler way. Here is where they're never going to trade TJ Watto and where the Steeler way comes in. This is something at that level, undeniably, that would have to be okayed and rubber stamped by the owner. The owner would never allow the optics because of the Steeler way of trading away the guy they just paid all that money to. Yeah. Like that, that's where it would go over the line. Other organizations don't care. Hey, they can't. Art II would never allow, hey, we just called a press conference and told everybody in Steeler Nation this is the highest paid player in our organization's history. This is the guy, and even we'd love to have you forever. And then just a year or so later, trading the guy away. Even if it's the best business practice, that's where the old Steeler way, I think, creeps in, and he would never allow himself to do it. There are times in which the Pirates, a totally different organization, totally different financial structures of those two sports, where they traded away the guy who was their best player and their highest paid player, and it actually made sense, right? And they just did it partly because they're the Pirates, but also because it actually did make sense. Art wouldn't do it because he couldn't stomach just a short, you know, 16 months before that, telling everybody that, this is our best player, and this is the highest paid guy. Yeah, and and may, listen, maybe it doesn't need to be as extreme as trading your best player, but they need to look in the mirror and understand they ain't anywhere near as good as they think they are. Like, they thought they were a Miles Jack and a Larry Ogunjobi away from fixing the defense this year, right? They're mm-hmm. so much further away from that. They thought they were a Mason Cole and a James Daniels away from fixing the offense. Clearly, they were so much further away from that. And so can they evaluate themselves legitimately and understand, okay, this offseason, it shouldn't be about just 2023. Like I I felt like last offseason was just about 2022. If it wasn't, what like Larry Ogunjobi, what He's a one-year deal player. What what is he going to provide you? Miles Jack is not going to be here for the long term. Uh, Maybe Mason Cole is. But I look at it and I think they thought, bang, bang, bang. You know what it reminds me of, Colin? To bring another another Pirates analogy is Dave Littlefield, instead of building the franchise up, he tried to build the franchise to get to 500 
and then try to leapfrog off of 500 because it had been so long since they had yeah. finished above 500. And so they go out and they sign a Reggie Sanders and they sign a Kenny Lofton. And they try, okay, this is going to be the, we're going to reach 500 because we signed these guys. The Steelers, I think, are kind of stuck in the same place where they think, okay, just a good offseason here, bang, it could have us right back in the playoffs and on the right foot. I don't think that's the way you go about it. I think you have to understand this is a longer-term build. Yeah, it's not just going to right-size or fix itself in a year. And they're under the impression that it just happens. It's a quick bounce back. Uh, But it needs a little help. It needs pushed. Um, Can we talk about coming up next, me not being convinced about Kenny Pickett? Is that okay? Like, is that... I feel like I'm in the gross minority in this town. Is that is that a good discussion topic or not? You better be careful, Colin. That's all I got to say. You just I'm I'm looking out for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that coming up next. Steelers fan could want. This is fourth down in the Steel City with your host Adam Crawley and Colin Dunlap. So you hate Kenny Pickett, do you, no. Colin? Relax. One thing I thought we would find out this season. There are a couple things I thought we'd find out this season, and I don't think we have, and I don't think we will. Uh, the first of which was a secondary topic we don't need to get in depth on. Is is Najee Harris a true big time back? Eh. I don't know if we have the answer to that question. I don't think we will have the answer to that question for various reasons. The offensive line is not very good. Maybe Najee Harris isn't very good. The offensive scheme absolutely sucks. So there's that. The Steelers really gained, and it's already December 16th, so I don't think it's going to happen. They mustered no identity or continuity on offense. So we're not going to get the answer to that question. I don't. I thought there'd be a span of time where he'd either go totally in the tank or he'd have a couple hundred-yard games in a row. Neither one of them has really happened. He's lived in a purgatory, right? That one, not the biggest discussion topic, though, in terms of things I thought we would have an answer to that we don't. I thought for sure from the moment that they put Kenny Pickett in that football game against the Jets, here's a 12-game sample size. Here it is. It's going to happen. He's going to play until the end of the year, until the Cleveland game. That's going to be over. They're going to make the playoffs or not. We're all going to take one day to go – All right, here we are. We've digested it. Oh, we've looked at these dozen games. Now, this is what we know we have in Kenny Pickett. I don't think we're going to be able to answer any of that. We're going to get right into training camp next year and say, um, it felt like spring football. Yeah, man, it's a lot like Tristan Jari for the Penguins in the playoffs. Like we need, let's find out about Tristan Jari, and we didn't find out about him last year in the playoffs. And then this year, you're sort of waiting to find out, and we won't know. And it'll have been three years before we know whether or not this guy can get it done in the key moments. Coming into the season, I didn't know what Kenny Pickett could be, and as the season winds down, I think he got better in a four-game span when he didn't turn the football over. But I don't go into next season feeling great about the direction of Kenny. I don't no. feel I don't feel bad about it either. I'm just sort of, uh-oh, I don't know. And, you know, that was one of the risks about never playing him at all if Mitch Trubisky had started the whole season. So I, I guess it's better to have seen him 
than to not have seen him because we may not have gleaned much, but at least he's learned on the job. So that's one positive. It's been a totally, it's been a total failure this year, Colin, this entire, this entire season. Um, You don't make the playoffs and you don't learn anything about your franchise quarterback. You develop George Pickens, but he's going to leave the year probably with a bad taste in his mouth. right? Right. And your defense has now struggled for two straight years. It's been a cataclysmic failure the whole season. And I don't blame you for saying you don't know what Kenny Pickett can be. Um, because how could you? I don't anybody who claims to know what Kenny Pickett's going to be is lying to themselves. More than anybody else, they're lying to themselves. Well, yeah. I I I'll just say it. Like I'm not impressed. Um It'd be one thing if Kenny Pickett was a second round pick or whatever. I'm I'm not impressed as to what I in football history have been told. And this isn't a I want instant gratification or whatever, but in what I'm told a first round pick and especially a quarterback supposed to be. Can he change that? Yes, he absolutely can. But I expect a franchise quarterback, and I expect him to show the signs pretty quickly that he is. I don't know other – there's a throw to Fryermuth in the middle of the field, right? Uh, Miami yep. game, I guess it yep. was. There's the two-point conversion play that he elongated, rolled to his right, made a really nice play. Other than that, the highlight reel isn't a very long one. No, it's not. And my concern is that they're going to run it back with the same offensive coordinator next year. And it's going to look an awful lot like what this year looked like. Like you're going to, you're going to, let's say he plays the final three games of this season um, coming off concussion because he's not going to play this weekend. He's doubtful. I'm not expecting him to all of a sudden play like an MVP candidate. I'm not even expecting him to play like a pro bowler because he hasn't shown that kind of leap to this point. And if you bring back Matt Canada next year, I think you're going to start week one probably another baby step forward or at least I would hope at least a step forward, but where's the progression where, where the legitimate progression? You can't That's have my Matt concern Canada around. You just can't have Matt Canada around. Look at Brock Purdy, man. Brock Purdy's throwing a wide open dudes with beautifully designed plays. And I'm already getting hit with, well, Kenny Pickett, if he was playing in that offense. He'd suffer a third concussion before Christmas, Crowley, because the offensive line's too bad. Hello? He suffered two concussions already in the most vanilla offense, the most predictable offense in the entire NFL. So he's getting hurt already. Try something new. If he gets hurt trying something new, at least he tried something new. The guy's got to go. Can I take, yeah, can I take a different tack, too, on the Brock Purdy, Kenny Pickett situation? Mm-hmm. Let's take... And look, a lot of people think I'm off base here. And frankly, I don't care because it's just my opinion. Um, I look at this situation, Mike Tomlin and Kyle Shanahan and play calling dynamics aside. This to me is an issue. The Pittsburgh Steelers organizational philosophy from top on down needs a long look. When they drafted Chris Oladokun as Brock Purdy was still there. Oladokun didn't even make it through camp with this franchise. Purdy is now out there slinging it around like he's Sammy freaking ball. So I don't know. Look, you drafted a guy that was the longest of longest shots. 
whose skill set said he's really not going to fit in or it's a very big risk. The San Francisco 49ers, in essentially the same position, took the safest of safest shots that said, if in fact we got to go to this guy, it's just a Xerox of what we have, right? A safe game manager kind of guy. Oladokun was not that. Also, I don't think they should have taken a quarterback ever right there. What you needed to stockpile was linemen. It just shows an organizational philosophy breakdown that they took a freaking luxury pick quarterback that never even made it to the end of camp. Well, and I would think if you've got an offensive system like the 49ers have, you can take quarterbacks knowing, listen, these guys are a dime a dozen. We can develop this guy. And I think, you know what? If you want to take a risk, it's not a, it's not a huge risk, but if you want to take a risk on a quarterback late, you can. Because when he gets an opportunity, you feel good enough about your coaching. Whereas the Steelers, to your point, need to look internally at what they're not good at developing, and they need to go the same way by drafting more of those players to throw it against the wall and see what sticks. Uh, the the whole This whole offseason was a disaster. You look at the free agents that they brought in. You look at the draft, and time will tell, I suppose, right? But they're in a bad, bad place, Colin. And when they kick the ball off on Sunday at 1 o'clock, it's going to take everything that I have not to just cover my eyes. Yeah. What do you think? Who wins? I haven't had it this podcast. I think that's been clear to everyone. It's time for a nap. I'm all right. Um, Brain ain't working. Wheels ain't spinning. 20, uh, 20, 22, 17. I don't know how you get to 22, but they're going to. 22, 17, Carolina. 11 safeties. That's bold. Yeah. Steelers lose. I don't know what the final score will be, but they'll cover. How about that? Oh. We're playing out the string. You know what? I'm doing these podcasts for Mike Tomlin's winning streak. That's why I'm doing it, Colin. Oh, you are? Mm Mm-hmm. Until next time, this has been fourth down in the Steel City. Someone needs to slap me awake. Goodbye.